This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no What is going on, my fellow Shwulk Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy. Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cancel Shweezy. We're here today. Uh, it's Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the guys out there. That's my hole. That's where it spits. Uh, let's try that again. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, you get a day, you get one day a year about you because you did not pull out, or you did and it didn't work. And maybe your pull out that means your pull out game weak. Make that pull out game weak. Wet ass podcast right there. But no, it's Father's Day. My father has passed away, so uh. I, so apparently my mom wanted to meet my brother in Columbia, Missouri to, to see each other for the, for the day. And, uh, my dad died at the hospital in uh, Columbia, Missouri. So that was cool. You know, going back, we should have visited his old room. It was two 30. I remember his room was two 30 because I thought it was funny because that's the time you go to the dentist. That's two 30. I do like... Scheduling dentist appointments for 2.30, just because I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, that's cool. So, we, we gotta go back to the town he died in. And, uh, I don't have anything against the people of Columbia. You, y'all just need to figure your shit out as a town. Uh, everything closes on 6 on Sundays and 7 the rest, 7 p.m., now, like, I get it if it's, like, you know, there's certain stores that can, like, close early, like, 4 p.m., you know, there's there's places like that, and I'll accept it from banks and post offices, you know, I'll, I'll accept it uh, from them, you know, but 
But like, I don't know, like Spencer's gifts, you know, COVID's gone. They, they took out the, the glass protection at my local dispensary, meaning that COVID is now over. It is weird how like literally three years ago at the start of this whole thing, it was like, it was just like scary for everyone. And now we're just like, we got meds for it. We got a vaccine, you know, like people, like I don't even hear about people getting it anymore. Uh, I'm luckily, knock on wood, uh, one of the people who haven't, hasn't got COVID. So, and then anytime I feel slightly sick, first thing goes into my mind, it's like, do I have COVID? And, you know, we've been, I've been doing that for the last three years every time I'm hungover, you know, every time you're hungover, you're like, do I have COVID? And then yeah, then you eat something and you're like, nope, can still taste it, which I guess some people can taste things. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, it would be convenient to lose taste for a minute. I'd actually, would you rather you lose taste or smell? The nice thing about losing taste is you can just eat the same. Cause like, how do you, the really, how do you get in shape? You know, if you want to be, you know, those guys, you know, those guys who are always at the gym and are ripped, you know, you know what they do? They have to, their whole life is dedicated to looking like that. It's, you know, to look, you know, to look good. I mean, a lot of people to look good, they have to work really hard at it. And it's basically, basically just takes up their entire life. And so that's what they do. And so I'm somewhere, I try to be somewhere, you should try to be somewhere in the middle where you're like, uh, I'm not fat. Uh, I'm currently, I'm currently, I feel pretty fat today. I've been doing that shit. I also, you know, uh, I have had the worst diary of my life the last two days. Uh, Friday, and I think we can say today too, but, uh, I had two cheat meals, which was, I had a pizza, a real pizza. I usually eat like a low, I mean, I, I know how to make low carb pizza, so that's not like a problem for me, but, uh, you know, like pizza's good, but I'm like, you know what? Like I haven't had a cheat day. You know, I went the whole month of May, like I was a good boy the whole month of May. And so I can cheat, you know, I can have a cheat day, you know, it's no big deal. Uh, and don't forget, I'm doing a low carb type diet. And, uh, I think, I hope reintroducing carbs into my system, uh, was the reason I had a throbbing headache yesterday. And then today I've today, and I think it started yesterday too. I've had the worst diarrhea of my life. And I'm really hoping it's because I reintroduced carbs into my body and, uh, not because I think I have brain cancer or diabetes or, you know, anything, because I'm not even a hypochondriac, but I have anxiety, so if you have anxiety, you probably fall under the category of a hypochondriac, even if you're like, no, I'm probably fine, it's just like you have a health issue, and you're like, ah, fuck, you know, crazy fucking shit. So for those of you keeping track, the third, now we have a new ranking of the worst diarrheas I've ever had in my life. Number three, third place is a time I went to Jersey Mike's in 2019. That was the that was the third worst diary. It used to be the second. Now, what used to be the first worst diary of my life was a trip I made to Colorado in 2016 where me and a couple other guys uh, all had the diary. Usually, I think it's just road ass. I think that's what you call it, where you start, you know, you drink water and eat food from another part of the world, and the bacteria is different from the bacteria which you consume in your normal home. 
So you just uh, shit water for spicy burning battery acid water for, yeah, we did that. We all did that and we all broke a toilet. And oh man, am I just like out of it from that. So anyways though, worst diary I've ever had, Father's Day, Father's Day 2023. So Father's Day 2023, second place, Colorado 2016. Jersey Mike's 2019 is the third. It's weird. I have rankings for the worst diary of my life. People are like, you've ever clogged a toilet before? If you've asked me that out of context, you know, uh, I look like I'm going back to like war stories of like times I've clogged toilets. Uh, That's the nice thing about having a bidet, though, is that very hard to clog a toilet with a bidet. I think the reason why most toilets get clogged for the most part is because I think it's I think toilet paper is is the reason. Uh, like too much toilet paper. I think that's the reason. So, so you guys got to use the four sheet fold method. Uh, that's the best method to do if you're using real toilet. If you're, but also if you're at a public restroom, you know, and you're taking a shit and they have that like fucking sand, thin, the thinnest fucking sandpaper, uh, toilet paper that they usually have. That's the time you bunch it up. Like, you know, waste that shit let's just get rid of all because like the more you use then i don't think we're if hopefully we don't make any more so if we just continue to do that uh and stuff like that when i was in college i i stole you know it was like four guys to one bathroom and you know when four people occupy one bathroom use a lot of toilet paper so one time i just stole it from the student union and we did still go through that pretty pretty fast i think it was like half a semester of worth of toilet paper so Anyways, though, um, that's enough of talking about shitting. Uh, happy, I think it's Father's Day where I'm at. Happy belated Father's Day to everyone out there. Daddy. Uh, most of you call me Daddy, so uh, thank you for wishing me a happy Father's Day. Daddy. Uh, because, yeah, and like I already already told the story of my Father's Day, so... Uh, cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Anyways, though, go check out my music under Sweezy. Uh, I am, I have, I'm working on new stuff. I have, I have a song in the pipelines ready to come to your ears. Make sure you're checking me out over wherever you stream your music. Make sure you're following me so you get notified whenever, whenever that shit goes down. Um, social media as, as well. You can know new podcasts, new, new. Uh, New, you know, new music and whenever I go live over on Twitch, all at the Shweezy and twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Great, great way to check us out. Um, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Connect your Amazon Prime account to make sure to, you know, support me with your Amazon Prime account. Uh, we do have a Patreon page too, which is great, basically turning into a donation page right now. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Um, but I think we are probably going to move. We're going to get a PayPal and a uh, Cash App link going soon. So if you just want to support the show, uh, you can uh, you can little, you can send us some money that way too. We're getting that all set up. We're gonna we're gonna be cool and uh, and everything there. But uh, other than that, though, yeah, make sure you're checking out that. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, leave a review. Leave us a comment. Subscribe, especially subscribe over on YouTube because we're really, we're really wanting you to go over and subscribe on YouTube. So uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Don't be st- don't be stingy with your subscribes, okay? And if leave us a review, five, four, three, two, or one star. You know, you know that shit. 
you know that shit. You're you're aware of what that shit is, so I'm not scared. I'm not scared of you, and I'm not scared of anything. I identify as a fucking threat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Feel, I feel this is relevant to today's world. Uh, I went somewhere uh, recently, and uh, I was wearing my fanny pack. It's summer, a hot schweg summer. We're all doing, you know, we're doing the hot schweg stuff. A hot schweg summer, and uh, in the summer I like wearing shorts. I got I got these nice pairs of shorts from Sheen, and then uh, yeah, you know. But the thing is, with a lot of shorts is they don't have a lot of pockets, so I'd either carry a backpack. And sometimes I don't have enough stuff to carry a backpack. I usually just keep a lot of things in my pockets. And when you don't have a coat pocket and pant pocket and yada yada yada, I use a fanny pack. Now I have a black fanny pack. I wear a lot of black clothes, so usually blends in uh, pretty nicely. I like that. Uh, however, uh, the security guard of this place, um, he asked me, uh, do you have a gun in that bag of yours? And he was referring to my fanny pack and, you know, I said no. And, uh, and I even usually, I would say, don't do this, but, uh, I said, uh, you can look through it if you want to. I don't have anything. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. And he, he, you know, he just said, "I'll take your word for it." Now, nothing wrong with that security guard. He did his job, you know. He, and also, he probably sized me up too. I think we all like to size men. Like to size up other men. You're like, I think if this guy is trying to do shit, I think we can take him. Uh, that's the as a uh, friend Joe said. This is the type of guy you get. But uh, yeah, and I think I think this is relevant to today's world. Um, you know, you know, everyone has a different opinion on guns. I'm not here to say what is right and what is wrong because I don't think I'm educated enough to know that on the subject. However, I feel like we can all agree. I think we can all mutually agree <laughs> that if you are keeping your gun in your fanny pack, okay? If you're keeping a gun in your fanny pack, what I will say is, I don't think you should be able to own a gun. You know what? I don't think you're responsible enough to own a gun if you're just throwing a fucking gun in your fanny pack. I watched a video of a guy who, you know, I want to say this because I think we're still in good boy hours, who accidentally shot his downstairs member because uh, he had his gun in, like, jean pockets. Like, that's how he had his gun. And, you know, he did a little bendy bend, and boom! Shot himself in the downstairs region. And I watched the surgery, they got it out, and I guess it all, uh, everything works fine. Uh, but that scares me enough to, like, if I'm gonna carry a gun, I think I'm gonna put it in a holster. And if you're at a place where they don't allow guns, but you don't want to take off your holster... Make sure you always have that car banana. Everyone has a car banana. I know we all have a car banana, and that's what you keep in your holster. Okay? Okay, man, I am so fucking tired right now, dude. Uh, but so fucking tired means we are going to get into a previous week right now. What is previous week right now? Some of you may be asking to yourself after clicking on my dumb fucking face. Well, we're just going over last week's news. We're going to do it right now. We're going over that shit. We're going to go over uh, the news. So uh, as Phil Franco says, let's just jump into it. This one's from Kotaku. Some people get their news from there. Uh, Playboy founder's son funds his Pokemon obsession with an OnlyFans. Um, 
Marston Hefner, the son of late Playboy founder Hugh Hefner, is probably the most down-bad person on the planet. He started an OnlyFans account this year to sell tasteful in steamy nudes and then used that secondary income to fund his habit of collecting Pokemon cards. In an exclusive interview with Page Six, Hefner explained why he joined OnlyFans, saying he prefers selling nudes of himself instead of participating in porn because of his disinterest in pornography and the stigma around the field. I joined it because, one, I believe there's nothing wrong with nudity or sexuality, Hefner said. I grew up in an environment where that was kind of hammered home where there's nothing wrong with nudity, nudity normal. So I grew up with playboys strewn around the house. Nudity was a common thing for me growing up. And so then that brings me to the other reason, which is I really like comic books. I really like Pokemon cards. I'm a collector. I have my amazing fantasy Spider-Man comic books in this chest right here. And this is a way for me to get some income so that I can buy that Pokemon cards that I really want. Although he didn't disclose how much he's making from his OnlyFans account, in talking to Page Six, Hunter clarified that in six months, he'll be able to buy a Pokemon trophy card. Uh, you know, like the super rare one that sold for $300,000 back in April. My OnlyFans is not supporting myself, Hunter said. It's mostly for collecting, but it is a long-term avenue for further financial security. All of the income right now is going towards Pokemon cards, uh, but over the long term, it makes a big difference. In a phone interview with Kotaku, Hefner explained that the specific Pokemon cards that he really wants to act once is actually a misprint of some of the OG base sets. There's a disco base set which is like a misprint. Hefner said it was like the Pokemon company were thinking about making more of these sets, but instead they went with a different design. Still, there are a few sheets, a few of those cards out there, those kind of test prints, and so obviously they're very rare and I think they're much cooler. I have my eyes on disco base sets, but my happiest place is opening packs with my niece. Uh, Hefner said that through collecting, he's become even more interested in finances and saving money, explaining he hasn't purchased any cards with the money he'd made from OnlyFans yet. However, he does have a Google Doc tracking his financials to know when he could buy his desired cards, like a near-perfect condition or PSA 10 grand graded Ho-Oh, which could run a few hundreds to a few thousand dollars, according to recent eBay listings. My favorite Pokemon is Ho-Oh, Hefner said, because in the very first episode, Ash Ketchum sees a giant rainbow flaming gay Ho-Oh, he's soaring through the air, and I remember that feeling of going, that's the coolest Pokemon ever. It was this mythical over there beyond the hills is happy, is happiness over there is Ho-Oh. I remember as a kid just wanting to meet Ho-Oh, and I think it's a gorgeous underrated Pokemon. Maybe I like Ho-Oh because it's the black sheep legendary, but that people count on. Hefner mentioned he started started posting on Instagram first to connect with a community, but wasn't too keen on the disparaging messages he got about looks for and body images. OnlyFans has been a completely different story. Oh, so this is very interesting. Um, I'm I'm curious. Who wants to fucking see nudes? I don't know. So even Hugh, I mean, I don't. This guy looks fine. I'm not gonna make fun of him, but let's just go off his dad's genetics. Um. I would probably pay money to not see Hugh Hefner nude. I bet there's photos out there somewhere about him nude. Uh, but yeah, this seems like a... I don't know. What does Hugh Hefner's son do? Because I think... Because I remember like hearing before Hugh died that uh, like the that the status of the Playboy Mansion, it was like, it's not looking very good. And I'm like, you know how like it was decorated in the 80s and 90s? It still looks like that. Or That's what I heard. Uh, but Hugh, like, spent, like, all his time in his room, so I bet his room is probably still really, in, probably in good shape, you know, or a time capsule, but, 
I remember watching that uh, Playboy documentary, The Secrets of Playboy, which I don't know why they called it Secrets. I'm pretty sure we could all guess that shit was going on there. You're like, oh, women were just getting drugged left and right in that place. I'm like, uh, I'm going to say that. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction that that was not a good time. Uh, that was not a cool thing to do. And uh, don't do that. Don't don't drug people. It's bad. Uh, just a lot of... Just a lot of the R word, the not, not that R word, not the not not Republican or what I refer to public when I usually refer to Republicans as R words, uh, the other R word um, that sounds like that purple fruit grapes, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what yeah thing. So yeah, I don't think the Playboy Mansion is doing that. What is like the status of like? You know, did Hugh Hefner ever sell his, you know, or quit Playboy or, you know, remember they were like, the Playboy Mansion is for sale. However, if you want to buy it, Hugh still gets to live there. Because imagine like this creepy old dude living there like, oh, we're going to send this lady up here. I'm going to do her in the butt so I don't get her pregnant. You know, he did. He did girl. He did all. I think he mainly uh, he probably he probably did some got some v in there but he mostly did some bees you know buttholes he did a lot of butthole stuff you know he, he i heard that because he didn't want to get him pregnant i just i don't know i feel like anal like it take you, you gotta do like a at least 12 hours to prep or some shit like that you know like you hear porn stars like talk about like oh what's the process of doing uh like an anal scene and uh I don't think most of them, I think most of them probably is like, I don't do too much, you know. Uh, I heard, like, people think, just don't eat, but, like, you do have to eat, so your body clears out, and then I think they do enemas and shit like that. There's a lot of stuff, and people are like, I want to do anal at home. They're like, you're, you're going to get shit on, dude. Like, <laughs> just, I'm okay, do anal if you want to, but I'm just going to let you know, if you get shat on, okay, if you got shat on, while doing anal, you just gotta deal with it. You know, you mess with fire, you're gonna get burned. You mess with poo, and it feels like battery acid, you're also gonna get burned. So, uh... That's rough, buddy. Anyways, though, cool stuff. Uh, if only I could go... If only I had access to a time machine, I could go back uh, to 2006 to the garage sale where I got rid of all my Pokemon guards. Uh... Congratulations. You played yourself. And I think that really sums that up. So. <sighs> okay, uh, here we go. We got uh, another segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Where we go over what the hell Garth Brooks has been up to. We got our two weeks in a row. It's from the Rolling Stone magazine, not the band. Uh, Garth Brooks launches Nashville radio station, We Can't Lose Country Music. The station, the Big 615, promises to feature more female artists and musicians not backed by a major label. Garth Brooks speaks on stage at the Class of 2022 Medallion Ceremony at Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum October 16, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, country music seems to be bubbling over into pop mainstream this year. Last night, a single from Morgan Wallen won't budge from its top spot on the Billboard Hot 100, and among 
among the positions below it are Luke Combs' cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car and Zach Bryan's Something in Orange down in Nashville. Garth Brooks is enacting a plan to spotlight artists who don't have the backing of a major label and help the genre evolve with the times as he launches the radio station The Big 615, which can street streamed around the world for free on TuneIn beginning Thursday. Terrestrial radio is an agenda to the labels. Works great. Works great for me, right? But what happens on terrestrial radio is as long as the labels have you, then you're on the radio. The second something happens and you're not with the label, the career goes into some other stage. Brooks said at the press conference, our thing is, I think there are some artists that outlive their labels. One of them, for me, is George Strait. I want to hear the new stuff from George Strait. I want to hear it right next to Luke Combs. I want to hear that stuff from the chicks. He also just wants to hear more women in general. We are going to lean a little more traditional when it comes to music, he added. But he added, but no, he's not keen on carrying a traditional country radio's scarcity of non-male performance at the Big 615. Brooks said the balance between guys and girls is fantastic. It is nothing to hear your two females back to back on this channel. If there's something we're seriously missing in country music right now, it's the number of females in those voices. Big 615 is one of seven stations on Brooks' seven networks for the streaming platform TuneIn, which boards more than 100,000 radio stations in 122 countries. The promotional playlist from the station on the platform's homepage features George Strait's Honky Tonk Time Machine and Mary Morris's Circles Around This Town, but also Jackson Dean's Fearless, Bailey Zimmerman's Fall in Love, and Trisha Year <laughs> Trisha Yearwood's uh, She's in Love with the Boy. Uh, the chance we have here with... Chance we have here with a global country station is to spread love. Brooks said, adding, can't lose country music. Just can't. So, initially, I think this is a really good idea. And, yeah, for those of you who don't know, a lot of, you know, if we're talking about mainstream radio and stuff like that, like your local indie, like, we all, yeah, we all have a local indie station or whatever around us, and you're like, I can get on the radio. I'm like, okay, we're talking about, like, you know, we're not talking about, like, you know a guy, like, most radio stations are owned by like a corporation, and uh, from from the basics I know uh, and stuff like that, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of times like you'll hire someone to get your song on the radio, and it's usually a record label. Record label or the artist directly, and a lot of times when we get like a record deal, I th I believe a lot of that money goes into uh, the guy. I have a friend who does radio promo and stuff like that. So basically. His job is to just get get the music on the radio and stuff like that and keep, you know, keep having music on the radio. Because the more music that he represents that gets on the radio, the more she gets paid. So it's very cool. And yeah, for the most part, if you if really to get on a yeah, to get on the to get on like radio, like you really gotta you're doing like some under the table money money, you know, money donations, you know donations and uh quotations and uh what you're also doing is yeah they usually won't even like oh well, i went to like you know if i went i don't know what radio station i would go to to uh be like can you play my songs uh they'd be like fuck no get the fuck out of this office how'd you get in here um why why are you wearing crocs uh but yeah no so i think this is a really cool idea now however i kind of wish garth was doing a radio show because i would love to hear the call. They they would immediately they would be like, let's do Collins, and then people would just, people would be fucking calling in, and be like, hey Garth, where 
where's my grandma's body? Garth, the families need closure. Where are the bodies, Garth? Like, it would just be that. Fucking people are just doing that nonstop to Garth, just saying, like, where are the bodies? So if, like, his radio station had Collins, if that, that radio station has Collins at all, I don't know anything about it, but I like the idea. I like the idea of this station, but, however, though, if this station takes live calls, I swear to God, it's going to become a meme. So, like, the town I went to high school in, uh, big thing uh they used to do birthdays on the local news channel and then uh one day uh someone you know sent in a bunch of uh names i'll I'll play let me just play a little bit of the clip here craven moorhead happy 21st birthday that's been a while for me you came a long way anita lay happy birthday to my sweet little girl anita mike hunt happy birthday to my heavy mike Anita, hooray, happy birthday, Anita, from your favorite son-in-law, and Lena Jansen, happy 90th birthday. And, uh, here we go, I forgot, we got some uh, anniversaries here. Donna and Harry Moe Webster, may this anniversary be our best. Let's see here, Mike and Julia Hawk, 23 years ago on this day, I found you love, Julia. Uh, Esther and Emma Royds. Uh, we love you too from the kids. Amy and Willie B. Hardigan, happy anniversary, mom and dad. Love Joseph. Billy, Bill and May Ann Nays, happy anniversary to Bill and May Ann Nays. And then a Martha, or Huge and Martha, Hugh and Mar, uh, Erection, happy anniversary to us, uh, to you. Love, honey, from Martha. And yeah, so, uh, after that day, they didn't, they didn't, they don't do birthdays anymore. You know, they don't, they don't read the birthdays on the news anymore. So that was, that was both funny as that. That's like what the town's known for. Me and that, that fucking meme. So I, that's fucking hilarious. And yeah, if, if Garth's channel did like, they're probably like, so Garth, do you want to take like live calls? I absolutely fucking not. I don't. <laughs> Uh, because you'd just be like, you'd be like, it's just, just, if you look on the social media, it's just, it's just fucking chaos. Like the comment section and you'll probably, you'll find some of mine too. You know, you'll, you'll see a lot of mine. I'm not, I'm not helping this, this problem. I'm probably part of the problem. Uh, it's just, just nonsense on Garth's page. So that was my first thought, but yeah, no, uh, I think mainstream, I really, I have like a love hate relationship with country music. Like some days I'm like, yeah, I like, I like a lot of these songs and, you know, you listen to some Waylon Jennings, you know, uh, some old Dolly. You listen to some uh, Willie Nelson. You know, some of that old country stuff, especially uh, who who do you want to hear? I would love to hear uh, George Strait. Yeah, George Strait and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff's just straight up good. And then, like, I don't know, then they, in the early 2000s, they wanted to combine country with rap. And now country is just pop with, pop with twang, you know? And, uh... Yeah, it's it's almost worse than Christian music. It's almost worse. Not worse, but it's almost worse than Christian music. Uh because but eventually you do find gems out there today with uh with country music. Uh more than last night we land the liquor talk. Like I like Cole Wetzel, he's pretty cool. Um else? I like Brooks and Dunn. They're good. I do. I do enjoy a couple of Garth songs. And that's the and I'm like I said. I'm part of the problem. Uh, and uh, you know, more more country. 
I see the one to in your eyes. Come which witty. You know. Met his met his grandson. So that was cool. That's cool. Yeah. Alright, last article we got here today from Games Radar. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 gets T rating for words like ass. That's rough, buddy. Marvel Spider-Man 2 has been rated for launch and its features hor- features horrifying language like ass and prick. Earlier today on June 15th, Gematsu noted on Twitter that the ESRB had rated Marvel Spider-Man 2 for launch in North America, bestowing upon it a T for teen rating. The rating is chiefly down to blood, drug reference, mild language, and violence, according to the ESRB's website. Some enemies use pistols and or machine guns during combat. Gunshots sometimes result in small splashes of blood. The rating further reads, small splashes of blood, surely not. A character is also choked to death according to the ESRB but we can't really see Peter or Miles doing the choking personally uh, there's also a dead body turned over and blood drops on a leaf the latter of which sounds like a weird art house film the words prick and ass appear in the game the ESRB rating concludes and it doesn't take a linguistic genius to figure out the terrible language here prick and ass uh, considering Marvel's Spider-Man 2 features the monster's venom, we're honestly a little surprised there isn't a little more blood highlighted in the ESRB's rating. Maybe Peter and Miles will just be that good at putting venom on a leash and preventing him from consuming people. Marvel Spider-Man 2 finally launches later this year on October 20th exclusively for the PS5. Some fans think Spider-Man 2 could be dabbling in the multiverse, what with its many, many characters, but we'll have to wait until launch to find out whether we're getting Spider-Ham or someone a little more serious. Um, so, let's first go into the MSRB, right? And I might just talk about some other shit after that. Um, you know, I... First of all, let's talk about, like, the blood. So, like, blood, I think... Blood and gore usually, I think... A, and, you know, that's usually okay with him. Like, cause, um, yeah, I don't think we should have be children watching a get people get mauled to death. And I guess someone is getting choked in the game. And I'm going to make a guess here. First of all, I don't own, a, like, any PlayStation, you know, I don't own a PlayStation or I don't own a PS5 or a PS4. I, I'm an, I have an Xbox and I have a Nintendo Switch. I might get a Steam Deck. I'm thinking about getting a Steam Deck. And if they release it for PC or on Steam, then I can play it. Because they did release the... The first one on Steam, so might be up in the air for for Daddy to be playing soon. So uh, yeah, that's gonna be cool. Uh, so I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a guess here. Not even playing the first two games. I know it's Spider Man Two, but so it's Spider Man, Spider Man Miles Morales, and Spider Man Two. I feel like it shouldn't be Spider Man Two. I feel like it should be like a new. Because I guess in the it, you, Miles and Peter Parker are gonna be in this game, so you know, you know, maybe just call it, maybe just call it Spider-Man Venom or something like that, you know? Because I guess Venom's gonna be a big, big, uh, big thing here. But you know, when it's blood and gore and stuff like that, and even then, I'm like, does anyone actually like seeing? You know, like, do you watch? Do you think Deadpool needs to have an art? You know, do you do you watch Deadpool for all like the blood and gore? Like, you know, it's cool seeing someone go like ham on someone, you know, like just chopping off heads and shit. But at the same time, it's like 
we don't need to see like super gory stuff. I'm like, I'm not interested in seeing that. I don't think it makes a story or like a medium better by seeing all that stuff, you know? And at the same time, they can't, it, it's always going to look fake, you know, with CGI or uh, with uh, practical effects. It's always going to look fake. So, you know, I, I don't mind it. You know, if like someone's head gets chopped off, they kind of, you know, like Count Dooku was in the third Star Wars, episode three Star Wars, you know, like they, like, Clearly his head got chopped off, and you know his head got chopped off. But he didn't have to be, like, seeing, like, his blood leaving his body and, you know, and shit like that, you know? But uh, for the language, I think is funny. It's like, uh, they, they do say ass in the game, and uh, teenagers have never, you know, kids kids have never heard the word ass before, you know? Uh, I guarantee most children have been called a dumbass. And so I think they've I think they've heard the word ass. And you know what ass stands for? Butt. It's just your butt. You know, so like, you know, and even then, like, I, I don't even get why people get so like, oh, cuss words, you know, I'm like, fuck you. Like, like cuss, like really words, like words that aren't even like trying for the most part, not trying to tear you down. He's like, like you go up to someone's like, ah, man, today's workout really kicked my ass. He's like, oh, swearing. Grow the fuck up, dude. Like kids will kids will hear the word fucking ass and the they'll hear the word ass and then they'll just be like, okay. And if I say it in front of mom, I'm gonna get in trouble, so I'm not gonna say it in front of mom and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, multiverse thoughts on this before we wrap this up. Uh, will they do? You th- well, do I think they're gonna dive into the multiverse? I mean. If it's going to dive in the multiverse, it's going to be, like, in conjunction with, uh, you know, like, across the Spider-Verse and then beyond the Spider-Verse. It's going to be in conjunction with that or, like, in the Sony properties. Uh, people, technically, like, and it's weird because now I think we've confirmed technically the Sony, you know, the Sony movies do take place in the MCU in the multiverse, you know. They confirm that because in... Uh, this is not really a spoiler, but in uh, not into across the Spider Verse, like they show like what the multiverse looks like, and it clearly looks like the branch timelines that like they showed in the Loki series and Quantumania and stuff like that. So it's really cool. That that was really cool, and uh, you know they mentioned you know technically they mentioned uh, the MC the good Peter Park MCU's Peter Parker, and then. You know, they showed clips from Andrew and Toby in the movie, and uh, and technically there, they went into, I think for the most part, they went into Tom Holland's verse, but, like, remember the multiverse is so infinite that it's, like, it could be a version, like, a version of them where everything happened exactly the same, but, like, one thing is slightly different or whatever. You know, um, cool stuff. Anyways, though, hopefully, if, if I ever get a Steam Deck, hopefully that comes to steam and that way I can play it and stuff like that. So be cool to your be. That's the way that's the way it is. Have you ever been out in public and thought, Hey, look at that fat guy only for it to turn out to be a mirror. And you are in fact the fat guy. That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. 
FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor Privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Shiny happy people, Duggar Family Secrets, available right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm here to tell you I watched it. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to talk about it for a while. So, uh... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Strap in, folks. So, I was always able to... You know, I grew up, you know... Well, I'm about to say. I grew up Christian. And, yeah, the Duggar family... Uh, Duggar family, yeah, was always kind of a... It was kind of like a TV show. Like, one of the few TV shows I think a lot of, at least, Christians I knew watched so you know and i think the, the duggar situation the 19 and counting i think believe the show is called uh i think the show yeah 19 kids and counting and uh you know they you know that was tlc's like first reality show it was like one of the first reality shows that uh tlc ever made so uh yeah i think we can we there's a lot of things we can blame the duggars for and uh, they inspired TLC to make sh shitty shows that are very enjoyable to watch. You know, like, I think about TLC shows all the time. And at one point, I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But I continue to watch. I continue to see what new programming they have. I need to watch Milf Manor. I realize I've never watched Milf Manor. And, uh, yeah, so the Duggar, the whole Duggar situation, I've, I've been able to avoid it, and so, nice thing about me, it's like, I always knew the oldest son, we're gonna get into him, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking talk about him, so I don't feel like, are you gonna skip him? No. We're gonna talk about him. Uh, so, 
documentary series, uh, Shiny Happy People. It's about the Duggar family. Uh, Jim Bob, just like, if you said, like, his name is Jim Bob, guess what state he's from? You're going to say Arkansas, probably. And you'd be right. And Michelle Duggar, that's his, that's his wife. But do, but in, but in their cult, do wives matter? You know? If they, what, well, I mean, I guess wives do matter, but unless they're barren, then they shouldn't be having sins. And, uh, yeah, so the show, Kids, 19 Kids in County, uh, it shows the, the wacky life of Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar and their 19 children. Uh, it's a show about how a woman, uh, about how a man cannot keep his hands off his wife. You know, it's weird because, like, Christians are so very, like, against sex. And, like, it seems like they're against sex to a point because I guess the idea that they're they're talking about is uh, what, what Christians typically believe. Like, you have to save sex until marriage and God will bless you with a great sex life. That's, that's what they say. And then... And then he gets so crazy. And I think it's gone to a point where with, uh, like, Christianity and, like, sex and, you know, we have purity culture and everything like that, where it's, like, sex... They Most Christians, I guarantee, even if they don't say it, they believe that sex should only be made to create children. Like, that, thousands of Christians believe that. And probably millions of Christians, to be, to be honest with you. And so this cult, they're part of the IBLP... Uh, which stands for Institute in Basic Life Principles. Let's read what Wikipedia has to say on that. Uh, the Institute in Basic Life Principles, IBLP, is a non-denominational Christian organization that serves as an umbrella organization for several ministries established by American Christian minister Bill Gothard in 1961. The stated purpose of the organization is to provide instructions on how to find success in life by following biblical principles. This involves programs that include seminars for ministry, community outreach, troubled youth mentoring, and an international ministry. Children are expected to be homeschooled, to always Always obey their fathers and adhere strictly to IBLP's interpretations of biblical scripture. The IBLP has been alleged by some to be a cult. By some, I think it is a cult. I don't think you can allege that that shit isn't a cult. Like, I would, I would love someone. Please leave me a comment. Someone leave a comment here. Give me a reason why IBLP is not a cult. If you can explain to me how that is not a cult. I'd be more than happy to listen to it. It's because most religion, all religions are cults, if you didn't know that. So, this is, and, you know, what else? What, I, what do I have to say? Oh, uh, yeah, to, to prove it's a cult. Wait. Oh, what what makes, uh, I wrote down on my notes. I'm, like, trying to write on my notes. IBLP, why IBLP is a note? I, here's, what I, here's what I found. Don Vinote, president of Midwest Christian Outreach, says that the charismatic leader, authoritarian control, isolation of members, severe punishments, and demand for absolute and blind loyalty add up to IBLP being cult-like. Now, I don't know Don Vinoit, not John Voight, fucking George Costanza bought his car, um, Midwest Christian Outreach. So, I guess he's still in the Christian shit, but... It's not a cult, so but he but he knows it's a cult. So yeah, basically he nailed it like right on right on the head. Uh, they have a charismatic leader. Does you does your cult does your religion religion have a charismatic leader? If so, you might be in a cult. Does your does your uh, 
does your religion have authoritarian control? And you're like, no, they don't. And then you're thinking about it, you're like, yeah, I think they do. I think he might be in a cult. Uh, isolation of members, that's narcissist. Uh, that's being a narcissistic boyfriend 101. Like, isolate her from your fr- from her friends. That's what <laughs> that shit. So da- if someone's trying to isolate you from other people, they're they're the problem. It's them. Hi, they're the problem. It's them. Uh, severe punishments, yeah, you know, and demand for absolute and blind loyalty add up to, I'd be able, yeah, blind loyalty, um, what would I say, let me look into, like, what I grew up, because I just grew up in the non-denominational, aka Republican Christian, uh, if you want to get really into it, or Diet Baptist, if you want to say that, uh, did I have a charismatic leader? I've been like I've been to some places where like the pastor was kind of had a you know a celebrity to them, but never to like that extent. Like everyone drank the Kool Aid. Authoritarian control. Uh, I never really had authoritarian control. Isolation of members. Yeah, I've had that. Uh, like you shouldn't be hanging out with your non Christian. You should only be hanging out with Christians. You should only be listening to Christian music. Uh, you should only be listening, watching Christian movies. You like you only can do anything if it's Jesus is involved. You know, in the in the bread. Uh, severe punishments. I don't think I had severe punishments. No, I didn't have that. Uh, demand for absolute and blind loyalty. Um, I to blind loyalty to their beliefs. I think you know you talk about. Yeah, you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Yeah, you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, I think blind loyalty to, yeah, scripture, and that's why. And, yeah, and so, um, yeah, so one of the big things I think that I came out of this with is just how much brainwashing and how bad homeschooling is because I'm not talking about like, first of all, like, but I I really want to say this. This is like honest thoughts on kids who are homeschooled. I know maybe, I think I actually, I actually learned I had another one. I know two people who are homeschooled, two people. I'm not going to name who they are. They're my friend. They're, they're still friends of mine. Two people, still really good friends of mine. I'm telling you two friends. How many people do I know who've been homeschooled? I would say like, I would I could I would say at least I've met like at least a, maybe a thousand people who've been homeschooled, and at least can prove my point here. None of them got a good education. Only those two friends I have are the only two people I know who had like a real education. Everyone else had like their mom sitting them down and talking about like leaves and the Bible. Like that was their education at, at, at a point like where some of these, some of these friends I have, like, like their education is so bad. Like they can't even like through whatever homeschool system they're doing. They legitimately don't even have a high school degree, like no high school diploma. Like if they actually do, because a lot of times, like if they're homeschool, like, you know, home, you know, education, like, Oh, public school is going to brainwash my kids. College is going to brainwash my kids to uh, no longer see the isolation of members. That's what they're doing. So they're isolating kids from such a young age. That way they have, you know, obviously, like we're talking about cults, blind loyalty and like not a proper education and stuff like that. And so it's become a real problem. And I bet 
some homeschool kids are going to be like, I got a real education. And I'm going to guarantee, no, you didn't. I'm going to guarantee that you did not have a real education uh, saying that you're homeschooled. And you know why? Because I guarantee you, if I gave you the script to this episode and I told you to read it out loud, you would read it like, let's read the Don Vinoit. You'd read it like this. Don Vinoit, president of Midwest Christian Outreach, says that the chair is... Madic leader, Ooh, that word's long, uh, authoritarian, see, you you be reading it like that, you, like, you barely read, okay, if you're homeschooled, you can't read, okay, only the two people I know who are homeschooled, uh, who got a real education know how to read, and it's not you, um, some of you may know who you, some of you know, and I bet some of you are like, oh, I got a real education, I really doubt, and even then, like, the, and I'm gonna say they're my friends, too, but I do want to say, Did they, did, even then, did they get a real education? It's just, like, it's just the fact that they could, like, they're probably the only two I know. But, like, yeah, most homeschooled kids are going, are going there. So, like, kids who were homeschooled from a young age and just brainwashed and, you know, separated from, you know, their peers, like, normal kids their own age. Like, they're only the biggest social interaction. Like, I was maybe, like, church and youth group or talking to their other siblings. I, it's just such a bad thing. I'm not saying homeschool for the most part, like, it's like this Christian homeschool shit, you know, like, when it's Christian homeschool, it's bad, if it's not Christian, if it's just normal homeschool, I think it, you, you might be fine, uh, but if it's Christian, I don't even know how they get away with that shit, you know, I don't know how it's even legal in the United States for you to be homeschooled, like, it's just like, oh, you know how, like, every kid has to go to school, well, sometimes parents can say no, and they learned that, uh, they learned that Jesus was white, and he was born in America, and he died for our right to bear arms. You know, like, that's what they're fucking teaching these kids. Now these kids are grown up, okay? These kids are grown up now, and they're entering politics, because what they're doing is they're entering politics because they're brainwashed from such a young age, and, like, they're going to now go into public. They're running as Republicans, and that's why we get some of these fucking idiots joining Congress, like fucking Marjorie, I don't know if Marjorie Taylor Greene or uh, Lauren Boebert, I don't know if they're, they were homeschooled, but they're the type of people that they're attracting. So, to, and to, and they're public, and they're the ones making our laws right now. That's why Roe v. Wade got overturned. Like, they, they narrowed it down is because of all these, these homeschool brainwashing of kids at such a young age and telling them that they have to go into politics and brainwashing them into going into politics and furthering their fucking hands made ta- handmaid's tale agenda. It is the fucking craziest shit. And I, like, I never, like, I don't know, I never connected the dots before, and I'm like, that makes total sense, especially coming from them. Because the church I went to, like, we had... Some kids who went to public school, and like you know, we I knew them because I went to public school. My parents were both teachers. Like they're we're not. I'm not being homeschooled. And then there was just the group of homeschool kids, and the group of homeschool kids looked exactly like these Duggar kids back in the day. You know, they looked they looked just like it. They're all into like horses for some. Reason. I don't know why all the girls are into horse. It's like horse Christian horse. Like why are they all into horses? Like I was like, ah, oh, that's the only. T- uh, oh, is it because did I just make make another connection that it's because. Uh, you know, when women like riding horses because, like, the up and down vibration of it all. It's like, is that why homeschool girls are into horses so much? God damn. 
Uh, anyways, though, if you're homeschool, go fuck yourself. Now let's talk about let's talk about Josh Duggar. Okay, first of all, we all knew he was a creep. Like you can't tell me you don't name a baby Josh. You're you're just a guy named Josh. Like you're not a bait. You can't be a baby Amy named Josh. Like you know if you name a baby Josh, you're just fucking dooming the kid. For all existence. Why would you name a kid fucking Josh, dude? You can name him any other name in the world. You know, like those, the Paisen, you know, I've seen Paisen, that's a dumb fucking name. Uh, Hazley, if, if, if you think you're, if you're going to name your kid Hazley, cut your throat, okay? You know, not literally, but like, in the figurative sense, don't, don't procreate if you're going to name, if you're going to, you know, at the hospital, they should look at the name, and if the name is something really fucking stupid, they don't, you don't get to keep the kid. I think that should be a rule in hospitals. If you name the kid something stupid, you don't get to keep the kid, okay? You know? Okay? That's just stupid. Unless, uh, you have to be like, oh, so how, what is that name from? And if it's something foreign, that foreign names are fine, okay? I'm not fucking, I don't want everyone named, like, Samuel and, uh, Stephen. Like, we don't need a bunch of those. We don't, we have enough Stevens out there, okay? We have too many Stevens. Uh, but if you're named, like, Hazley, if you're naming a kid Hazley, yeah, you're not. You shouldn't be allowed to keep the kid. Like we're gonna give the kid a new name and a better, better parents. You know, we're giving one of those parents who can't have kids. You're like, we're just we like the the dumb name department. So yeah, these parents we we determine these parents are too fucking stupid to keep the kid. Uh, pick out whichever one you want. Uh, you know, pick out you know, and uh, and you know. It's mainly a white people thing, you know. It's usually a white people thing. Like, there's gonna be a lot of white babies, and those are the. I don't know. I kind of like Asian. I think Asian babies are better. What you know? I think Asian babies are pretty, pretty valuable. But then, like the white babies, like second place. White babies are second place to Asian babies. Okay, what Asian country? Uh, doesn't matter. So, uh, anyways, though, like we all knew, Josh Duggar was a fucking creep, and. Uh, yeah, and, you know, like, he, he deserves to be in jail. He was such a fucking messed up dude. And I feel like there's something psychologically wrong with him. I don't I never watched the show, but I feel like there is something psychologically wrong with him. And, like, if you're a parent, you're like, oh, my kid's into, wants to diddle kids. Like, And he, you know, I don't know, do we just put him down, or what do we do? If you're, like, attracted to kids, are you... And, I don't know, like, the moment you try to attempt, the moment you try to attempt something, do we just need to put you down? You know, a lot of people would say, yes! But, like, but it's like, there's one thing, like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually attracted to children, but I've decided to never fuck a child, though, because I realize it's wrong, and I'm just gonna find a wife that looks really young, and make her do surgeries to always look young. You know, I think that's what normal guys do, but, uh... And then if you don't, maybe we just put you down, you know? We should be able to put humans down, you know? We put dogs down. And I'm going to say a lot of dogs for the, should be living. If they're biting people, though, you know? Even if humans bite people, we should put those people down, too. If dogs, like, there's some dogs who are just like, Jesus fucking Christ, who, what fucking psycho bought you, dude? You see some dogs like that? It's like, why don't you just adopt a dog? It's like, oh, first of all, this dog hates men, and bites anyone who comes anywhere near it. Like, this dog is dangerous. <laughs> Whatever, anyways, though, we're not talking about that. So anyways, though, do y'all know a homeschool kid? Educate them on the world and how their beliefs are stupid. And so, uh, and if you know anyone in a cult, kid them. Uh, help them out, folks. You know, 
sometimes, but like you have people like Josh Duggar's wife, like who grew up in the cult, doesn't know any better. And so that's why she's like still in the cult because you don't know, like, you know, you can leave and just, you know, live a normal life, you know, stuff like that. You don't have to still be married to Josh Duggar, you know? You know, you don't have to be married to guys named Josh, you know? Divorce exists, you know? You could, well, honestly, you could just not get married to the guy named Josh to begin with. I think that's going to be the easiest answer. So anyways, what did we learn here? Uh, homeschool kids are in cults. They don't have a real education. And don't marry a guy named Josh. Like, if you once you sign, put pen to paper on that marriage certificate and, like, there's, like, they see Josh or Joshua written down there, you put pen to paper, you made your own mistakes in life and you got to fix your own mistakes. Like, sometimes you got to make your bed and then sleep. That's what, that's, I always thought that was a weird thing. Like, you made your bed, now lie in it. Like, don't you lie in the, don't you lie under, after you, under the bed? Like, you unmake the bed to sleep on. You don't just sleep on fucking top of the bed. You don't like, well, I made my bed today, now I'm gonna sleep on top of it. You know? Anyways, cool stuff. Alright, I want to talk about The Flash. No spoilers. No spoilers for The Flash. I just, I literally saw it today as I'm recording this. So I wanted to talk about this. I enjoyed The Flash. I enjoyed this movie. I've been a big proponent of the Snyderverse. I always thought the Snyderverse, I'm a creative person myself, so uh, I I really like the Snyderverse because they, he was doing something different with these DC movies than, like, I don't think anyone would ever even, we're never going to even get close to anything that Zack Snyder attempted at, a, at in film again. Like, we're never going to get anywhere close to that. It's going to be... Uh, we're going to get DC's version of the MCU, maybe a Chris Pratt super. No, I swear to God, James Gunn did say that, uh, in cause this Superman legacy is going to be the first DCU movie. He did say that. And he's like, Oh yeah. One character from gardens of the galaxy is volume three is going to make it. one character is going to uh, for sure appear. It's going to be his wife, Harcourt. Yeah. It's hard. Harcourt. Is that, is that, I feel like that's wrong. It's a Jennifer Holland's character. I think I think it's hardcore. She was in Peacemaker. She was in. She had a brief cameo in Black Adam. She was in the post credits for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. That movie. Uh, it was. She was. Oh yeah, she yeah Peacemaker, the Suicide Squad. So. So I guarantee she's gonna be in. Uh, She's going to be in a, a new Superman movie. Uh, so, yeah. But I enjoyed liking this. This is this is basically this either this movie or, I guess, the Aquaman movie is going to be the finale of the Snyderverse era of DC films. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I thought this movie, what I really thought was going to happen with this movie, okay, what I really thought was going to happen with this movie is, you know, I've read the Flash, uh, Flashpoint. I've read that that uh, that comic, and it's a really good story. If you want to listen to it, really, they based it uh, based this movie off of that. Kind of at the end of the movie, the the timelines kind of reset. Every time there's a f- the reason why they call it a Flashpoint, I think it's because basically the timeline is being reset, and uh, yeah, and what I'll say there is. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's what I thought was going to happen. It's going to reset, and then we're going to be in 
the James Gunn DCU. We're gonna we're gonna be in that universe. Boy, was I wrong. I thought that was gonna happen. It basically kinda went back to to the Snyderverse or just fucking DC without anything or whatever. And uh, and I th- yeah, I totally thought that. And they could have made that happen. Like they really could have made that work. However, what they did, they they had a cameo, very like last moment of the film too. Uh, when you see the film, you'll notice. And I think that for me, like discouraged. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna be. This is the new DCU, you know? Because people, I think I was expecting at the end of the movie to be like, oh wow, this is so. This is what's gonna be the DCU moving forward. Uh, the Flash messed up the timeline, you know, so much with those little shenanigans, and uh, yeah, now for the most part. We're in the new D- we're in the DCU. No longer the DCEU, the DCU. James Gunn and Peter Safran's DC. I, so it's they may they may change it, but uh yeah, because people I thought, you know, I thought they were going to show a new Batman. I mean, they kind of did. But uh and I thought that was going to show the casting of who uh this new Batman was going to be. That's what I thought I heard from spoilers or whatever from not from like someone who reviewed another spoiler free review of the movie someone who watched it at like CinemaCon. so it's also interesting now the age old question a couple weeks ago we we asked the question is the flash movie going to be so good as ezra miller's performance as barry allen the flash is it going to be so good that we're all going to forget all the shitty things he's done and I've come to you with an answer. No, he still did a lot of shitty things. I think he's trying to get better, though. You know, I'm a you know I'm a big believer in forgiveness. You know, but there's like forgiveness. I think forgiveness. You know, I think you should forgive people, but always be weary of trust. You know, because yeah, it was like just because someone forgives you doesn't mean they can still fully trust you. You know, because you can only, you know, you really got to let people like. It's a really it's a really good moral in life for people to say like, Hey, I want to make sure that anyone can trust me, you know, and stuff like that. And you don't want people to lose that trust in you. So you don't want to do that. Um, but is this, I mean, he did a great job. He, he was phenomenal because a lot of the time he was acting with himself. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, they don't, they didn't find a guy who looked just like him and talked just like him and acted just like him. That was, Ezra Miller basically played two roles in the, two roles in this movie. Maybe more, maybe less, but for sure two. That was in the that was in the trailer, I can tell you that. At least there's two. Maybe there's more. I don't know. No spoilers. But yeah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna forget all the shitty things he did. I don't think that's I don't think this is a forgiveness uh type of situation. I think uh for the most part, I think uh Ezra Miller you know, I think he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, his PR team's going to do some work. Uh, Supergirl, they added Supergirl, she was in the promo material, so basically the, all you knew who was promo material, Zod was coming back, we all knew that. Uh, it says Superman's going to be Supergirl, which if you read the Flashpoint comic, basically uh, what happened in the comic, I think, I want to say it's either Russia or in Metropolis. It, it Basically, what I don't know if it was Russian Metropolis for actual, but basically in the Flashpoint series, what happens is Barry goes back in time to save his mom, similar to this movie. However, when he gets back to the present, you know, it's because 
because going back in the past, and it's a weird with these DC multiverse or the time travel is, if you affect something in, a, in the past, it's going to ripple out and change a whole bunch of other things. And what happened with, uh, you know, the Flashpoint is when instead of Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot, just Bruce and Martha, only they got, only they got shot. So uh, Thomas Wayne survived, and then Thomas Wayne became Batman, but he became kind of a very brutal Batman. Uh, like a very, very brutal. I think he kills, maybe? But I don't know. And, you know, so that's the story, and then a lot of other stuff happens in the story, too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think they then they made older Bruce Wayne be Michael Keaton. You know, I thought that was really cool. Uh, which is now weird to think if it's, like, the Michael Keaton universe, like, oh, Zod still attacked in that. And then in the regular Snyderverse, like, the you know, uh, Batfleck, like he really tried to help people a lot in there, but like in this one, he was, he was, he was literally going to be like just sitting at his home, those little fucking, uh, uh, who, who directed the movie? Uh, you know, the scissors, Edward scissor hands, uh, Batman 1989. God damn it. Who am I? Tim Burton, that's it. So, yeah, Tim Burton, a little fucking Tim Burton Batman house, you know? <laughs> like he's just going to sit there while fucking Zod destroys the world. I want to get nuts. Let's go nuts. <laughs> Shit like that. Um, you also know from the trailer, Michael Keaton was great in the movie, by the way, I think. But I do think Supergirl was really underwhelming. And I feel, I want to say, I feel like a lot of scenes of Supergirl got cut. Oh, but yeah, the Flash one, if I ever got back to that. Basically what happened, I think, I want to say it's Metropolis he got sent to. So basically, with the Barry's Ripple in Time, it got, basically instead of landing in Smallville, Kansas, on the on the Kent farm, he kind of landed near Metropolis and, you know, the U.S., you know, the military or whatever, found, you know, Superman, and instead of, I don't know, raising him to be a normal boy, they kept him in, like, a red a red lit room, you know, to imitate like a, a red sun because Superman gets his powers from Earth Sun because Earth Sun is special somehow for Kryptonians. Uh, so yeah, basically like that. And then, you know, so there's all like from in like superhero movie adaptations, I gotta say, the Flash, uh, adapting Flashpoint was probably the most accurate. Uh, to in in a live action movie to its its base material, but there was, there there's a lot of changes from uh, the original Flashpoint story. But if you haven't read the Flashpoint story, it's a really good it's a really good read. I would definitely suggest reading it. All comic books are online now. Like you just fucking pull it up on your phone or your iPad or whatever. Uh, the iPad is so good for comics. You know, it's like buying physical comics is like really the only reason you do that is now for like collecting because I just feel like. Even on, like, your computer or, like, a physical computer or iPad or your phone, like, that's just the best way. Like, literally, I think, my favorite way to read a comic. So, yeah. I think, though, like, we all knew going into this that Ezra Miller was going to play two Barry Allens. I think, I think it would be more interesting if they had, like, Grant Gustin. I think that's the guy who played the, the Flash on the CW that, like, showed that I am not interested in whatsoever <laughs> because I've seen the CGI. I'm like, this show... At, like, seeing the show now, I think it's canceled now, but seeing the show, is like, this show, 
this show has jumped the shark. This show probably jumped the shark very early. Like, there's so many seasons in that show, and I'm like, I'm, I don't, I'm not interested in watching any of that shit. A lot of the, like, those CW DC shows, just like, hey, do you want to make the worst version of this particular medium? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that on the fucking CW. Jeremiah Watkins, he did a bunch of, he made a, like a skit. It's, if Spider-Man was on the CW, I think he did it with, like, Jesse Johnson. God, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, anyways, though, um, all we have to say, though, is IMDb rated this movie 7.4 out of 10. IMDb, uh, on, that's on, what am I fucking saying? 67% of Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is 86. I would say I probably agree most with the IMDb scores. 7.4, maybe 75%, maybe even 79. I could even give it that. Uh, if you're a fan of the Snyderverse, this is, I think you'll enjoy this, and, you kind of got to see what actual potential could have happened with the Snyderverse if uh, people didn't fucking hate it from the beginning. It's like, Zack Snyder's directing it. Fuck that, it's going to ruin it. Like, you haven't even seen the fucking movie yet. Like, at least let him make the movie and then say, like, that fucking sucked. You know? Like, people are like, oh, Ben Affleck is going to be Batman. Everyone was like, fuck, he's, he's already the worst Batman. Like, he hasn't even played the role yet. It's 2000, they haven't even made the movie, they haven't even started filming that movie yet, and people were like, he's the worst Batman. I'm like, I think Ben Affleck was a great Batman. Jared Leto's Joker, until we see the air cut, he can be the worst Joker, okay? I think that's that's fine. But Ben Affleck as Batman, I think he was a pretty good Batman. You know, I really liked Ben Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne, though. I think he's my favorite portrayal of Bruce Wayne. And people are gonna be a hater in the comments, but, like, guess what? If you already hate a movie, don't watch it, you know? That's like my feel. Like if you if you know you hate this movie, just just don't. If you you're like I hate that movie. Have you even seen it? No. Like you're those people and DC fans really. Oh man, just like Zack Snyder. Like if you understand Zack Snyder's filmmaking and like his art form, like the way he makes his art. Like God, it's so good. But anyways, though the Flash, what I want to I feel like is the end of the Snyderverse unless, uh, I don't know. I don't know unless Aquaman counts. You know. Unless Amber Heard took a big dump on that already. And uh, we'll see. Anyways, though, go see The Flash. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Please talk to me about it and all that stuff. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. 
What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! All right, it's time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I go over all your questions, comments, thoughts, problems, and solutions. I give you the solutions. I give you, I'm going to teach you more in the next 20 some minutes <clears throat> than you will have ever learned in college, okay? Why would I go to college when Canto Shibizi is free? That's what you're saying to yourself right now. And I'm here to tell you. This is the type of guy you get. Is foreplay necessary from a guy's perspective? <clears throat> Do guys prefer to have a little foreplay before having sex, or are you skipping that and getting and get going directly? <clears throat> so I think... The best answer I'm able to give to the ladies uh, interested, for I think yes, m- I I do believe men need foreplay just as much as women do. However, a woman I think women what women prefer as foreplay gets to be the definition of foreplay, and whatever what's considered for foreplay for men is not necessarily what I say will be the correct, you know, will be the same. Because, like, what works for women in foreplay? You're talking to the fucking foreplay king here. What works for women in foreplay doesn't necessarily work for men with foreplay. Like, what you do foreplay for a woman really, you know, it really helps out a woman. But that, most of the time, that does nothing for a man but give him blue balls. So... Jit does nothing for a man but give him blue balls. However, though, I do want to say here, there is foreplay for men, okay? Foreplay for men does exist. Do do you do the ladies here want to know what that is? I wish I had a live audience. Be, ladies, do you want to know what foreplay for men is? Yeah, okay. Foreplay for men is basically, like, what foreplay for men, like, needs ladies... Just suck his dick, dude. Or touch his dick, you know? You just need, like, I think women like to be touched all over. I think, I know. Um, I'm the fucking foreplay king. Um, But, like, women prefer, like, I think most of the time, a lot of times women prefer you touch anywhere but their vag. Men, on the other hand, only, you only have to touch his dick, okay? Maybe a finger in the butt. That's, that's some guys. Some guys don't like that. Uh, but, Really, just penis touches. That's all really men need for foreplay. Just start rubbing on them, but put those balls in your jaws. Can he put his balls in your jaws? Your jaws, balls in your jaws. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? 
figured out how to do AI, and I can make a lot of people be singing that fucking song, dude. Uh, yeah, but I think because necessarily what is foreplay for a woman doesn't necessarily necessarily translate over on genders. Ladies, if you want to do foreplay for a man, just start touching his dick. That's all you have to do. Touch, dick touches. Dick sucks. That's why a guy will, like, ladies, that's why, if you ever wonder, like, why a guy does certain things and why women, you know, and vice versa, fellas, if you ever wonder why, why a woman prefers a certain thing, they probably prefer that it happen to them if they're doing it on you. They probably prefer that you do it to them. Vice versa. That's why guys will go, like, straight to fingering. You know, they'll just, that's why some guys think foreplay is just start fingering a girl, start uh, flicking that bean, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's not, you know, that's why some guys do it like, oh, it's really dry down there and that's really uncomfortable when I stick my finger, my two fingers, three fingers, if she's crazy, two fingers, uh, two fingers in there dry. Like, you gotta, it's not how women like to be warmed up. Women need to be warm, you know, women have other ways to be warmed up. And, uh, I should, I should sign up, I should teach a master class or like a Skillshare class on, uh, fucking foreplay. How fucking hilarious that would be. I finally got out of class because I think I've heard like I've never gotten any good offers that would be financially viable but like doing like a podcasting at least audio podcasting. I don't know if we're the best video podcast just but like audio wise I think we've, we've been crisp since day one folks. Crisp since day one. Uh, so yeah. So ladies just touch his dick. Girlfriend says, I don't have to worry about her not being able to consent when drunk since we're dating. Can she? I've only ever been friends with benefit with people and have always shut them down when drunk since it seemed like the right thing to do. But I'm dating this girl now and she tells me it's no worry since we're in a relationship and sexually active. I'm still not sure. Is this actually fine? Okay. So I think th this can be dangerous territory, but I think the 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 understanding on your end is a little different. So from what I'm getting and what I'm assuming the context of the situation is, is that so technically just because a girl is drunk and she wants to have sex with you isn't technically or if you're drunk and you're trying to con or if you try to convince a girl who's drunk to have sex with you and she eventually caves in or whatever, you know, that's not always like consent, you know? It's not always like you're manipulating someone who's drunk, like, you know. But in your situation, you're dating and stuff like that. So, what she's saying is that if you if I'm drunk and you want to have sex and you convince me to have sex with you while I'm drunk, that is consent. I am consenting to that. And I think you should feel, don't feel weird or anything if, if that's the case, you know, if the case is where she is drunk and she has sex with you and you're like, I don't know, you're drunk. I don't know if, I don't know if we can really consider this consent. I think what she's telling you is, yeah, if I'm drunk and I'm trying, and we're trying to have sex, it's fine. You know, it's no big deal. Uh, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. I think you're good here on that because you're being safe and making sure everything is fine. Uh. So I think that not every situation is like this, though. I think it, it depends woman to woman. You know, if I'm drunk, do not try to have sex with me. I mean, but in like you're also in a relationship, too. And so I think it's, it's, it's good. That's a good communication. But I think you're also, you know, I think if you if you were raised right, you know, like, you know, if you're 
if you haven't been drinking and a woman's drunk and you try to have, I think, I think it's different. If she tries to have sex with you, you know, I, I think at that point, you know, fellas, if she's drunk and you're sober and she's trying to have sex with you, I think it's fine. You know, like if, if she has a problem with that, like you shouldn't have had sex with me. I was drunk. I'm like, you, I mean, she offered and if you can't, you know, it's something like if you can't handle your alcohol like that and you're having sex with men you don't want to have sex with, I don't, you may need to, you may need to control it, but like, but, but fellas, you know, fellas, you need to be responsible and you know, you know, there's stuff like that. Uh, but I'm just talking about your specific situation. I'm going to say is, uh, you know, if she's drunk and, uh, make sure she wants to have, even if she's drunk and she wants to have sex with you, I do think, I do think you'll be fine. So don't, I think you're worrying a little too much about that. I think you can calm, calm your tits. I think we say, this is the type of guy you get. In this type of guy you get. Let her know that, you know? That'd be the funniest shit that you ever want to hear. Do you prefer girls with or without makeup? Okay. Um, I, I've thought about this a lot. And here's the correct answer. Because it's my answer. And meaning that it's the correct answer. I don't mind it if a girl wears makeup, you know? I think... I think we know when it's too much makeup or... And I, th- and I think, isn't to me, I guess, most of the point with makeup is it to not be super noticeable. Like, I don't really, I'm not necessarily, not a lot of guys are into chicks who, like, have to spend an hour putting on makeup and it's, like, a pat, like, almost just a thick-ass layer of makeup you can see, you can, like, all over your face and, like, you can see where you're, where, like, the neck and the face split, you know, and how uh, the makeup doesn't really blend in. You can clearly tell it's, like, not bad, and it's just clown, clown, clown looking. And from what I know about makeup these days, you're like, well, not all of us can afford expensive makeup. I'm like, isn't everyone? Doesn't like every YouTuber, every lady YouTuber have a, their own like makeup line? And all that shit is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer a little secret for you. All it is, it's just drop shit, <laughs> drop shit bullshit. You know, basically like. I guarantee you multiple different YouTubers and other influencers who have their own makeup line, I bet all their makeup is probably the same. It's just marked at different prices. But they probably go into like Alibaba or uh, AliExpress or some something similar to that. What they do is they get that. What they do is they just order, order something in bulk, uh, put their own branding and shit on it, sell it through their store, or send it to Amazon and shit like that. That's probably all it is. It's just drop-shipped cheap shit, you know, like, and, the, and, you know, they're paying, they're paying nothing for that shit, and you're paying a lot, you know, a lot of people pay a lot, sorry. so, I really do think, yeah, you could probably find makeup, and I'm, I'm a guy, so I don't know how much I know about makeup, you can, makeup is a big-ass rabbit hole, dude, not something I want to get into, and contouring, you know, and doing your makeup every day, so I think the best answer is to say, yeah, I don't mind it, but at the end of the day, this goes out to all ladies. This is a me thing, but this goes out to all the ladies out there. A man, a man should love you, you know, when you're, when you're looking your best, you know, if you're wearing makeup and you think in, in a lot of times the case is you wearing makeup is you making yourself look the best you can be. I think that's the case. However, though, a man needs to fall in love with a woman's no makeup face, you know, that face, that face and that look a man needs to fall in love with that if you're if a man's only 
man only wants to love you when you're wearing makeup. That's wrong. He has to love you without it. And I think when the change between the two is super drastic, I think it I, it really can speak volumes. And so, so my thing is, if it looks too crazy, the lady's probably crazy. Uh, you know, sometimes when it's too much, it just looks bad. You know, it, it's too much of a good thing, I think I want to say. No, it's like people with beards who don't like trim their neckline or especially like above like the cheek area where like, you know, it's like it's kind of spaced out, you know, it doesn't look neat. You know, I think it's kind of like I think that's the way I think I heard like facial hair for men is basically make like basically what makeup for women is, you know, that's why I've been like slowly growing a, a beard over the past couple of years. But uh, do I prefer girls with or without? I think if in a perfect in a perfect society without makeup. But I live in the real world, and uh, I don't live in a fucking fairy tale. So what I will say is, uh, yeah, I don't mind if a girl wears makeup. There's there's a, there is such a thing as too much, but also like he has to fall in love with your no makeup face. So always keep that in mind and keep it in your heart. Open up your heart to me in your arms. Do I have let's go full throttle? Let's go full throttle. <laughs> let's go full throttle. What is the actual normal slash casual amount of alcohol for an adult to drink? Real stupid question here, not asking healthy, because I know the answer is none. I'm asking what the norm. Uh, I'm disordered in multiple ways and aware that I have no idea what normal is anymore, and there's no one I can ask, so there's that. What's the normal amount slash frequency for an adult to drink? I'm probably the worst person to be asking this question. I actually, you know, kind of... I don't know. Am I gonna quit drinking? No, but I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna really cut back. You know, I'm trying to. You know, if you want to. If you want to not be a fat piece of shit, you gotta cut out drinking. If you're. If you're not fat and you drink, you probably can keep drinking. But if you're fat and you drink, like, that's gonna be your. That's the easiest way for you to fucking lose weight. <laughs> just cut out drinking altogether. You're just gonna be like. You're gonna lose some like water weight. And you're not gonna be bloated all the time. It's, it's gonna be a good time for you. Um. Norm, I think I heard it was 11, like, mixed drinks a week, or whatever. I think, yeah, 11 mixed drinks. Uh, not two bottles of, two liters of vodka a week. That is not good. That was me at my worst. But, uh, yeah, I want to say that was probably my worst. I think that was, yeah, two liters, two liters of vodka a week. That, that was probably my worst. Um... But yeah, uh, I think doctors say 11 mixed drink. And then, like, you know, the standard for a mixed drink is you would do, like, oh, if, is half the cup vodka, is that a mixed drink? I'm like, not all the time. It's, it's, it's not it's not normal. Uh, also, yeah, you can drink and diet, but it's just, like, just empty calories for the most part, you know? Um, yeah, I think 11. But if you want my advice... If you're going to the doctor and they ask you how much you drink a week, say two. And just leave it, just two. Two. You'd be like, two bottles? Two liters of vodka a week? Two, you know. And it's weird to lie to your, <laughs> it's like there's no need to lie to your doctor. Do we all lie to our doctors about how much we drink a week? Or was that me? <laughs> was that me a while ago? <laughs> 
Also, don't never tell your dog how much weed you smoke. That's that's the name. Just be like, I just use it to fall asleep. <laughs> that's all I use it for. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's I guess that's the one answer. Are American Christians really like the crazy conservative evangelicals we see in the media? That is a loaded question, so I'm going to answer it the best way I can. E- e- correct answer, yes, they're a lot of crazy, but it's kind of like the, you're only as good as your craziest member, I think. You're only, you know, you know like you're only as good as your weakest, you're only as crazy as your craziest member, so I think it's something similar to that where the American conservative evangelicals are a lot of times fucking crazy, but not all of them are like. Not all of them are going to every Pride Fest and handing out fucking pamphlets and protesting signs. Not everyone's a protester. A lot of them just stay at home and hate from the comfort of their own home. And their fucking wicker basket front porch seats or whatever. Uh, yeah, they are pretty crazy. Not everyone's crazy, but viewpoint... Yeah, the crazy viewpoints of it all. Yeah, that is 100% true. Like, I guess we just talked about the Duggars earlier in the episode, and we can, you know, we show, like, that that whole thing is just a spiral of just showing how crazy it is, and, like, the it really even went to the, the root of the problem, like, about this whole, and it's, you know, you can raise someone to be crazy, and I think a lot of conservatives have been raised to be crazy, and I think fucking crazy viewpoints. Trump is actually president. Those those boxes at Mar-a-Lago, they were <clears throat> they were put there by Biden because he wants to arrest his political opponents. Biden didn't arrest fucking anyone. That was the fucking FBI. <laughs> that was the fucking FBI, dude. And the FBI, you know, we're talking about that case right now. The FBI doesn't bring anything to trial unless they're like I think I saw the stat. It was like 99.6% positive. Like, it's not like your fucking local police station that's like, just wants to arrest people. Like, they're, that's all police are for, really. It's just like, if you don't arrest people, you're not doing your job. I'm like, I don't think, I think your job is to protect people, but we live in a fascist, we're, you want to be fascist, so, that's guys, a lot of cops today. And like, my family's just like, shut up. I'm like, they're all pigs. And you're like, Oh, it's getting close to the end of the month. They gotta, you know, they gotta reach a quota. And it's, like, known they have to reach a quota. People who, like, deny that, I'm like, they fully have to reach, they, they may not have a quota, but it's, like, highly encouraged. It's, like, jobs I've had where it's, like, oh, we need you to to make a sale. However, you're not getting, like, commission for the sale. There's no, there's no real incentive for you to make that sale if you're not gonna get commission for it, you know? Uh, but we need you to make sales, and if you don't make these sales, you're fired. I'm like, what? You know, I didn't realize it was a sales job in... Don't do a sales job unless you get commission on it, folks. That's a good lesson for you. Anyways, crazy conservative evangelicals. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and I think... And I don't know if it's going to get worse. I feel... I have a hope in my heart that it's like... I feel like most of Gen Z is not believing that crazy fucking nonsense. But, uh... I don't know. But, like... The the lasting effects, I don't know, I think we're showing are going to be... Going to be around for a while, so... Some of us have to buckle up, and uh, they're the ones with guns, so it's, you know. That's rough, buddy. Can a former skinhead reach salvation? Just give it to me straight. <laughs> I used to be one racist, sexist, homophobic, the works. I was a fucking shithead, so my fa- so was my father and his father before him. All that southern pride bullshit. 
but I changed, at least I think I did. I abandoned my ways, realized I had been brainwashed, went hard left, pulled a fucking, pulled a fucking my name is Earl with the people I hurt, donate to good causes, hell, even fucking protest. But well, yet, I still feel like I can never redeem myself. I can never put more positive out that I, than, that I did negative. I have trouble getting out of bed uh, or doing anything for myself after realizing just how bad of a fuck-up I was. It's been years, almost a decade, but... Yeah, and I think I think this is a good lesson for everyone. You know, when someone used to be a skinhead, but they've like changed their changed their mind and like really have educated themselves. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are probably like super conservative, but they don't want to be. They don't even want to identify as being liberal just because like they're gonna get shamed for it. Like you know, if someone changes their views to be like, and we're, I'm not talking about like. Republican talking points or Republican views. I'm talking like decent human being, uh, being a good human being, just like that. And you used to not be a good human being, and now you're trying to be. And I, you know, and this may be the the Jesus in me, but uh, I, I I definitely do believe in. You know, we gotta. You know, obviously, if someone did that wrong to you, you hopefully they can make amends and forgive and stuff like that. Anyone, anyone that you've hurt in the meantime, like I think you can probably go back and hopefully ask for forgiveness or and maybe don't expect anyone to be able to forgive you but like at least try to genuinely apologize and let them know that you're at least let them know and try to and try to prove it and show it with your actions that you do uh and because i think a lot of people feel ashamed to be become woke you know or shwoke whatever you want to be i think people are you know people do believe that but they don't want you know they don't want to be like Finally, you're not fucking. You're not a fucking idiot anymore. Like people don't want to be fucking ashamed for changing their mind. I think we need to be opening. I'm like, I'm glad. You know, it's it's really cool that you changed your mind and you really, really tried to. Because really, all it is is education. Like you really educated yourself to becoming a better person. You really wanted to change, and I think you're showing and you're putting in the work. And I think you know, obviously, if you put in the work, I think that's the answer. So. Hopefully that's good. And everyone out there, if you're looking at this guy and you're thinking, I would never forgive him, and of course I'll forgive him. Like, we need to be more open and forgiving to people who used to be Nazis and racist, you know. And hopefully their their actions are speaking louder than their words and everything else from there. So, uh, forgive your local skinhead. Punch your local Nazi, but forgive your local former Nazi. Uh, as my as a shirt I've, I own says. Who actually says high school is the best time of your life? Uh, so, okay. So I think I have a couple examples of people I think. Uh, this basically says, yeah, who actually says high school is the best time of your life? Who actually says it? And I'm thinking it's people who peaked in high school. And I bet you're wondering, did you peak in high school? Here's a couple things. Uh, are all your friends from high school? Like, you don't have, you never made friends that were outside high school. I'm not saying, like, you can't, your friends, your friend group or friends you have can't be from your high school, but it's kind of like your only friends are from your high school. Like, you don't have know anyone else. That's a sign you peaked in high school. Uh, if you still wear your Letterman's jacket, uh, that's a sign that you peaked in high school. Uh, people who say high school is the best time of your life are people, I'm not saying that you can't, couldn't have enjoyed high school and had a good time, but if you think high school is the best your life is ever going to get, 
I mean, at what point, like, at what point is living worth it at that point? If you're like, oh, the best days of my life are over. Like, I think you need to try and peak somewhere else in life. Uh, another thing that says, I peaked in high school. If you get excited for class reunions, I should have had a class reunion last year, 2012, class 2012. So if they did have a reunion, I was 100% not invited. And guess what? I don't give a shit, you know? Fuck that. Uh, I did not peak in high school. And uh, I'm okay with not being in high school anymore. Uh, it is fun to, I've been, you could, I've been going back. I've been, you know, I've been, I've had a high school for like 11 years now. And, you know, I go back and talk to them because they have a guitar class. Now I talk to them. And that's actually kind of fun because, one, I didn't go to high school with any of those kids. And I'm obviously better than all of them. But at the same time, like, we're talking guitar. And that's why I really enjoy that. But I don't go, like, walk through the halls. I just go to the music room and then leave. Uh, if you bully adults, if you're like an adult bully, not like you pick on your friends and shit like that. If you're literally an adult bully, most likely you probably work in re- You're a manager or an assistant manager at a retail store. And you're, those are the type of people, if you're like a manager at a retail store, you probably, one, probably peaked in high school and are probably not smart enough to actually get through college. But two, it seems like any every retail job I've ever had, there's always like a manager and assistant manager, and they always just like bully people for some reason. Like they're like this is the be- like their life is so terrible they have to bully other adults and they kiss ass for upper management. That way they can bully other adults. If you bully other adults, like actually bullying, not like goofing around, bullying or making joke like making jokes for the sake of let's be funny. I'm gonna entertain someone like. You seriously, if you bully adults, you probably peaked in high school, dude. And if you, if you work retail, if, you, if you're a manager at a retail store and you bully people, you probably peaked in high school. Uh, you probably peaked in high school if I can be like Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, if you party with high schoolers, that's 100%, dude. I remember you like graduate and people went to the local community college, which there's nothing wrong with going to, com- to community college, but the problem is like, the problem is if it's like a local community college, like you went to high school, like our high school, like the the school campus, like right across the street is the community college. So it's almost like a part of that school. It's like, oh, you're going into 13th grade here at this high school. So it's like, and then they party with like high, their high school friends. I'm like, dude, that is, that's not even peak. That's peaked in high school. That's also just fucking sad, dude. With high, you're partying with high school. It's like you graduated high school. And a lot of times it's been a couple of years. Like, you're still, like, living in high school. Like, that's fucking sad. Uh, if you're part of a pyramid scheme, you probably... I think... I, I don't have any proof for this. I th- I just think you probably peaked in high school. Uh, if you fucking send me a goddamn message, like, out of nowhere when we never talked, or we did talk when you're a chick who, like, I was trying to get in their pants and I see, like, the previous Facebook messages, <laughs> like, I'm gonna let you know you're a fucking moron. And that's that. Uh... If you're a teacher at a school and you suck up to jocks and popular kids, you peaked in high school. And if you're also a teacher, it's like, we need school spirit really bad. And they shame. I once got shamed for not having school spirit. I'm like, I didn't choose to go here. I'm forced to go here. Like, school spirit is earned. It's not just given to you. You earn. School spirit should be earned. If you if your school is going to have school spirit, you got to earn that. You got to make your school good first. And last but not least, I think aggressive sport parents, I think... That just shows you really peaked in high school and peaked in high school sports. It's so funny how serious people take high school sports and how none of those people go pro. Those people don't even, like, play in college. Like, they're not even good enough to play in, like, a a really small college, you know? 
it's like it's really funny like how aggressive i was like these sports right now it's gonna be the best time of your life you peaked in high school anyways though if you're any one of those you probably peaked in high school and guess what you're a fucking loser <laughs> so uh that's rough buddy and that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Follow me on social media at the Sweezy. See my music and follow me at under Sweezy as well. Twitch.tv slash the Sweezy. Check me out Thursday. We're almost beating the main storyline of Breath of the Wild. So that's going to be really, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. So that's going to be really cool. Patreon page. I'll eventually get the Cash App and PayPal page is set up too, where it's just you know, a little bit easier. And the free shit you can do. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, YouTube, and on audio. Uh, and make sure you're leaving us comments. Uh, that way I can be informed. And especially if I get something wrong, you can write the comment and let me know I'm wrong. And I will make a public redaction on the show. So that's going to be, that'd be really cool. Uh, prove to me I'm wrong. You know, that's, that would be a good segment. Uh, call me out. That'd be fun. And uh, make sure you're sharing the episode and the, or especially our highlights that we post on YouTube with all your friends. And leave a review, 54321 Sorry, You know the fucking drill. So, honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome. finished a full episode of cancel sweezy you are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world uh if you like that episode make sure you subscribe whether you're watching this show or listening to the show make sure you subscribe that way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well and if you're on youtube smash that bell button that way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on youtube uh honk if you love butt drugs and uh, yeah stay awesome